Good afternoon, everyone, or good evening, wherever you are tuning in from. My name is Angeline Constantino, and I am the founder and podcaster of Let's Break the Silence with Angeline, where we help empower women to regain their power, find their voice, and attract wealth and abundance in their lives. So this is a brand new episode today of um, my podcast, Let's Break the Silence. You can find the new the new episodes are available at www.letsbreakthesilence.com you can also find me on anchor fm spotify google podcasts apple podcasts and radio public so before we get started please smash the heart button please let us know where you're tuning in from so i can give you a proper shout out so welcome everyone to the live broadcast today we have a very very we have a special guest today this is a powerhouse i call her my powerhouse superwoman here so um lynn and i connected i would say about a month and a half ago and recently she shared her story of going through narcissistic abuse for 25 years so let me um before i bring um lynn on let me just um give you just give you a brief bio of lynn so i would like to introduce you to my business partner lynn patronic so lynn has a passion helping people create success and reach their potential by taking their business online lynn has extensive experience as a trainer business mentor and sales and leadership coach and has been using those skills coupled with proven online strategies to build a successful business for several years. Lynn has been a successful brick and border, brick and mortar business owner and is one of the top leaders within the Young Entrepreneur Project. Lynn empowers entrepreneurs in all stages of their journey to take their business to the next level. She is instrumental and helping hopeful entrepreneurs to leverage an exclusive platform with business tools and resources to maximize growth. Lynn is part of a community of like-minded individuals that provide the support and mentorship that make collapsing timeframes actually possible. Lynn is committed to getting more people, creating wealth. Whether you are someone on a traditional career path looking to build the perfect resume and land your dream job or someone with a business idea that needs help launching your business lynn is here to help you achieve your dreams so without oh my gosh we got some people tuning in already so without further ado here's lynn. <laughs> well, thank you angeline thank you for that beautiful um introduction oh, you're welcome allowing me to you be on your platform Oh, thank you. It's a pleasure to have you on my platform today. So how are you doing today, Lynn? I'm doing very well. <laughs> but busy days are great. I love busy days, right? Pretty much oh, every day. Yeah, I have to schedule time to relax or, or to chill out. But um, but today's been a great day. That's how Fridays are. <laughs> yeah, That's how Fridays good. usually are, you know, between the podcast and I had a doctor's appointment this morning. So I was, I've been nonstop ever since I came home. So right. it is such a pleasure to be here today. And I'm so glad that we connected online and this is 
the power of the internet. The power of the internet is that we can connect globally. So let so before we get started, I would like to give some people a shout out. So let's see who's tuning in today. Hi, Elizabeth. Hi, Elizabeth. Elizabeth. And we have Maggie from the UK of United Kingdom. Hey, girl. Hey, Ariel. Nice to see you. Nice to see you. So I remember when we met and we were having conversation, you had shared a story with me that you went through 25 years of narcissistic abuse. So before entrepreneurship, what was going on in your life at that time? Well, I was married 25 years and with my ex-husband a little bit longer than that. So if I can, during the course of my divorce and during those last days, those last couple of years when I really knew I was going to leave and find a way to get out safely, I journaled. Many of those journals I ended up giving to my divorce attorney and I didn't want to get them back. There was no need to get them back. But there are a few things that I saved in my phone just to remind myself where I came from and that you can't overcome anything because we're all, you know, uh, we all have light within us. We all have creativity and uniqueness and everybody has that. And we're all different and everybody should believe in themselves that they can be whatever they want to be. But I want to read this if you don't mind. And it might be right ahead. But it kind of sums up a lot. So this was May 18th of 2016, because it took a while, you know, it took close to a couple of years to actually be finally divorced. Although at this point, I was out of my marital home for almost two years. But this was May 18th of 2016. I'm standing up to domestic violence today. Big day. Almost three decades of berating, cursing, swearing, pushing, shoving, punching, anger, hitting, not allowed to drive cars, no access to marital money, criticizing, control, mocking, mocking. Dignity taken away, my spirit left powerless, no voice. The childhood that each of my children had stolen from them because of an abusive father. Finally, I get my day where he will be silenced. I said no more, amen, my faith is stronger than ever, and I'm doing what is right. Wow, that's so powerful. I'm, I'm starting to cry too, boy. But it was a happy day for me. It was a day I was going to, um, I forget what they call it, deposition or something where all the attorneys were together and both sides had to, to talk about the reason for the divorce. But that sums up, I mean, almost three decades of, of that. So how did I end up in a situation like that? Because I came from a home that didn't have abuse. You know, I came from a strict Polish Catholic home outside of Buffalo, New York. And, but I, you know, lo and behold, as I've learned and gone on the spiritual journey, I am, an, I am an empath. So I feel other people's emotions and I want everybody to be happy. And I try to make situations, you know, I always try to make sure the camaraderie and I'm just that neutral person who can, likes to help people. So then a lot of, as I've learned, narcissists feed on that type of personality. That, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Absolutely. 
because when you're an empath, you want to help. And when you're a narcissist, you want to feed on that person to help because you, you know, I, I essentially allowed myself to become a slave in my marriage and where I really didn't have a voice, but I thought that I was being a good wife. But, you know, as time went on, I realized, no, this isn't the way marriage should be being cursed and yelled and, and just emotionally hostage and not only like, you know, emotionally hostage, physically, basically a hostage. That's just no way to live. But how did I get there? I, I don't, how did I get there? So I grew up outside of Buffalo, New York, and okay. I knew I wanted to travel the world. So I did go to college and I finished four years of college, but I ended up getting a job as a flight attendant. So I traveled the world. And I had told my parents I wasn't going to live in Buffalo. I wasn't going to marry a Polish Catholic guy. I was going to marry a big city slicker. Well, I found my big city slicker. <laughs> and I did. I married somebody from New York City. But th I mean, I love New York. Nothing against New York. New York is a beautiful right. place, right? But uh, so I found myself wowed in a relationship, which is kind of normal with a, you know, a narcissist and empath. They just give you the world. They do. Within a year's time, I was married. Wow. You so, and I have similar stories because I was married in New York City. I met who I thought was going to be the love of my life in New York City, six-figure income, you know, and working in advertising. And I thought, oh, my God, this is it. But it didn't turn out that way, you know. Oh, your story is incredible. It's your story inspires me. And I mean, your story, you know, of going through all this. I mean, I can't imagine anyone going through this. So during this, so when did you reach a breaking point? So when did you reach a breaking point. So I had been living in South Florida as a single woman and I moved to New York city because my, uh, there was training in the medical field and stuff that my ex-husband was doing. So I moved to New York City. My parents are still in the Buffalo area. I have no children. He's working, you know, rotations in the medical field, like three days where he'd, he'd be gone. Right. But within about 10 months into the marriage, like, I just, I couldn't believe that he was speaking to me the way he was and that there was physical violence, you know? I'm like, why would you marry me to treat me like this? This is this is not what I expected. Exactly. So at the time, I was still a flight attendant, and I had gone into my parents' house and stayed because they were in Florida for the winter. Mm -hmm. And I figured out a plan that I was going to change my base as a flight attendant so that I could be based in Florida again. I found a place to live in with a bunch of other flight attendants, so I made all the arrangements while I was in Buffalo at my parents getting ready to move out of New York city. So I had every, all my ducks in a row. Cause I knew in my gut, I'm going to do this before I have any children. Right. Well, right. Exactly. Exactly. Even though uh, we have to keep in mind the Polish background, the, the Catholic, the strong Catholic background, there's no, been no divorce even amongst any of my brothers or my parents, you know, I mean, so, in my mind, you know, getting divorced is kind of a big thing. Exactly. So, so I, 
he, you know, like like narcissists do. I can't, he begged me to come back to New York City to see him one more time for a weekend because I had moved out and everything. So I went back to New York City. He gave me the whole song and dance and I thought I was prepared for it. But I, I wasn't, I, I believed him. I believed him. I did make him write out what he would never do again. And he did write that out. He dated it where I had the wherewithal to do that. And he signed his name and he explicitly said what he wasn't going to do. Withhold money, withhold me from talking to my family, all of that. I took that, that, those three sheets of paper mm. and I put them into a safe deposit box. And from that point on, I was in my twenties. I always had a safe, oh. safe deposit box that I kept that in because some reason I just knew. But so I went back to them and then shortly within a couple of weeks, we had gone to the Caribbean or something. I got pregnant. Wow. So is it, it's meant to be right. You can't, I don't regret anything in my life. But right. So then, then I'm a mother and I have young children. And what do you do? Do you still get divorced because it's not changing? Mm. And in the state of Florida, where we were, you know, where I still live, everything is 50 50. And somebody who has that kind of a background, you know, money and a physician, are they going to get cut? Is he going to get half custody, you know, custody of our children? Yeah. So that's really the where I was in my journey. Had I had family that lived closer to me, maybe I would have left earlier, but I didn't. I was pretty much on my own where I lived. Okay. So, you know, I just went through the motions of being a married woman and taking on all this like abuse and end up having three children, three in a row. But on the outside, Domestic violence, I mean, I always defended him. People would say, ah, does he talk like that to you at home? Because he would say things in public. And I always defended and said he was a good provider. That's what abusive, when you're in an abusive situation, when you're the one who's being abused, that's how you are, right? I mean, I was silent about it because I was protecting him. And for why? Why would I? But that's what happens when you're under that, when you're under that spell or whatever it is, that negative energy. You just, you just, you make up all kinds of excuses. I agree. I agree. And actually, I would defend him too. See, and how long were you married? I was married for 23 years. See it? No, decades. Twenty-three years, especially the last ten years. The te the last ten years were grueling, and this is after I was in the hospital because he took me by the neck and threw me against the wall, and I fell backwards in the hallway, and um, I was bleeding. My nose was broken. So, ironically, which is not unusual actually, he took me to the emergency room. This was in December of 1999, and I was in surgery two days later for reconstructive nose surgery. See? It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. But you have a lot of courage. I didn't have children. 
Well, I did. I know. And when I was getting divorced, my divorce attorney, he, that's what he does. He specializes in helping women who are abused, especially oh, higher end type income type things too. I don't know. That's, that's what he does. And he said, it's very common for a woman like me to have cheated on my husband when my oldest child was maybe in fourth or fifth grade. And I thought cheated on him. That was the last thing on my mind. I was thinking about my three children and being the best mom I could be and trying to be the best role model and bringing another man into a situation like, no, that's not any answer that, that, that never even ever entered my mind. So, but, but boy, when you go through this and your children are older, by the time my kids were like early teens, they started saying, mom, you don't have to take this anymore. You can leave because they were affected by it. They're living in the same household. Sure. And they felt the wrath of his words and his pain. So, so I had, you know, I had just done things to prepare for it. You know, in my safe deposit box, I did have pictures of me taken by a Polaroid camera that I took myself. Wow. I had, uh, what else did I had? I, I, I had police reports. Me too. Yeah. I was documented. I kept a diary like you did. I journaled everything. Called the cops. I took pictures of myself. And this is when I was brand new to like, based, you know, from my cell phone, I took selfies so I could, you know, so the judge could see what had happened, you know, like, you know, bleeding. I mean, can you imagine that? My face is puffed out. I'm black and blue. And I'm in and the next thing you know, I'm in surgery. But you know what I did that was wrong? I protected them. That's so common, though. That is just so common. That's why if there's any woman listening here to be affected by this, you're not alone. You're not. To, you do feel ashamed inside, for sure. Right. You, like you did something to make them mad. I heard that all the time, that you said this so that I couldn't help but, you know, punch you in the face. It's like, no. That's not how it works. But when you live under that, you start to not, you start to question and your, your intuition gets blocked. It just does because you no longer are like a human. You become a warrior. At least I did. I became a warrior. My priority was always my kids and just trying to help them become into, become adults where they're functioning adults, thriving adults, and they know right from wrong. But in the meantime, I mean, I've obviously discussed with my children the effects of abuse, and we've gone through a lot because what they endure is no longer, is not healthy either. It's just sure. as unhealthy. But here's something that I wrote too, if I may share it. Absolutely. Um, about my children. So this was the perfect time for my marriage to end. My lessons have been learned and I am so very aware that his and my energy are opposite. I can only have a partner, partner who vibrates high. <laughs> and thinking of each of my kids, and I am thinking that each of my kids needed this in their journey on, in this life too as each is so very in tune with the universe and its laws, feel somehow they will contribute greatly to the universe and being 
Greg's child helped them learn the less necessary lessons. There is no such thing as coincidence and everything happens for a reason. So I do feel that my children have a voice. They are all thriving on their own. They do not, they all have different, you know, areas in the country in which they're living. And I feel like each of them somehow are going to make a contribution to others as well about the, the abuse they uh, experienced too. Exactly. Wow, that is powerful. You know what I would like to do? I would like to just read some of the comments. Oh, guess who here is Will. <laughs> That's what I heard right there. Hi, Will. <laughs> <laughs> okay, smart lady. Jody is here. Oh, thank you. Melissa, my superwoman. Wow, that is a lot to take. I'm grateful to have you here. Thank you so much. Beautiful. Thank you. That was my situation. I had no family to help me, so I had to tolerate the abuse until I figured out figured out a way out. And actually, I interviewed Jody in January, so she shared her story too. Oh my God, Elizabeth says. Oh, Lorraine LaPointe, it can be so challenging and good that you did these things to protect yourself. Exactly. Well, and just what Jody had alluded to, they mm. do mess with your minds, but I made sure I had my got my concealed carry permit. I do live in Florida. I, you know, and I took I went to the gun range often and had uh, you know, I got private lessons. What kind of a posture is that for a, a wife to have? You know, right. to make sure she knows how to defend herself and, and carry a gun and use that gun if you need to. Wow. So, <laughs> what do you do? You know? Courage. <laughs> yes. I mean, because like Jody said, you have to figure out a way. When, like say in my, my case, my ex-husband has financial means. So he would use that against me. So I had to make sure I had a real plan and that I could stay safe because I was definitely afraid to leave. Oh my goodness, I was so afraid to leave. I knew my life was in danger. It was like a two-year plan to even leave. But I worked with my divorce attorney, thank God for him and all the work that he's doing. But if there's any women out there, do not be ashamed. This is nothing to be ashamed of. It's not you. You didn't do this. You didn't create it. Your, your kindness within is what attracts somebody like that. And a narcissist and an abusive person basically probably was abused in their life too. And they're just spewing out the anger that emanates within them onto you. And it really has nothing to do with you. But us women take that on and we think that we can... And, improve or perfect it or we didn't make last night's dinner good enough and tonight will be better you know and always trying to better the situation when the real problem is the abuser and what they're doing and the situation they're creating the bad energy that they're spewing out everywhere it's just it's no way to live am i glad that i i'm glad i went through it i mean i don't regret my life i love my children I was always a strong woman. I, I don't, I'm just, I'm just so glad to be out of that, you know, and it's That's great. There's life so on the other side. I couldn't imagine myself not married or all of that, but I'm just so much happier now, so much happier than I was in that home on the water that had boats and a Bentley in the garage and all of that stuff, you know? 
Exactly. It doesn't matter. Your happiness, your state of mind, your mental sanity is so much more important than any of that garbage. Oh, I agree with you. Absolutely. Lorraine LaPointe um, writes, protection is almost instinctual as a woman. We often have the underlying beliefs that we are responsible. Luckily, we can release this and replace it with better serving beliefs. She's right. She's 100% right. right. Oh, right. Yeah, you know. Yes, yes. And there are so many places you can reach out, right? Mm. To get help. Exactly. But people are afraid. People are afraid. You're afraid to make that, that leap. Exactly. It's taking that leap of faith. And I was afraid. You know. And you were, you were in the hospital because of his hands. Exactly. Exactly. You were in the hospital because of that and you were still afraid. I know. I don't know. I've never met a woman that went through what we've gone through without feeling the same way that you end up protecting them. Yeah. It's crazy. It's, it's crazy, crazy, right? It is. It is crazy. It is. But thank God we survived. I mean, I've talked my son. It's just, I have two daughters and a son and my daughters. There's like, don't worry, mom. I'm not, that I, I'm not, I'm not attracted to that. I'm like, just always be aware when there's warning signs. Cause there were for me, but I chose to ignore them or I thought, uh, it's just because of his attack, his heritage, you know, exactly. That's the way they are. <laughs> but no, you don't make excuses for bad behavior. Period. Exactly. And I was born and raised in a Greek family. Same thing. It's like the male is dominant, but I chose not to accept that. I chose not only that, that's one issue. I mean, that's one thing, but you know, being abusive, being a narcissist, forget it, forget it, forget it. You probably don't have any communication with him, right? No, nothing. No. Nor I do, do I. I haven't since I filed for a divorce. Me too, me too. And I'm good with that, but we do have children and, mm. but it is what it is. I'm, I'm actually good with it. I just feel it's a little, but my kids know, I mean, they, they went, they lived it. So yeah, your kids lived it. See, I didn't have children. Yeah. yeah that's, you know, that must've been really, I, I could just imagine, you know, having children, but I'm glad, you know, like what you said, your children, told said to you you know oh, they said all of them they said mom why are you taking the same more you don't have to take it don't worry get exactly. out exactly right. exactly oh here comes elizabeth she says a super woman super women indeed we love you lynn patronic and angeline thank you oh, thank you elizabeth yeah you're, you're so rock sweet. Star. yeah she is a rock star she is a rock star <laughs> she Daddy, you are both incredible ladies total respect for your strength thank you and Maggie is tuning live from the United Kingdom. And Lorraine, breaking the silence means becoming aware of the inner self-denial, too. Right. And we all nobody should ever touch another human being, period. Oh, I agree with you. Never. There's no excuse. The, if it happens once, it will happen multiple times. I agree. Totally and, agree with you. Right. Because when I went back to my husband after leaving him after 10 years of a 10 months of marriage, mm. that was it. I, I believed that he would never do it again. I wanted to believe, but that doesn't happen once it takes a lot to rehabilitate a personality like that. And, oh, sure. Sure. And, 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 a and just accepting or believing 
that they are that way because they deny it. I'm not this, I'm not, you know, but I know, I know it is what it is. It is what it is. And Jody writes, yes, I carry on now to the more young and naive girl here. I, <laughs> I can see that Jody. Okay. <laughs> Unfortunately, narcissism means they can't face being wrong and we can't love them well because here it as because here as criticism right nothing i could ever do or say was good enough or smart enough exactly yeah same 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 here but somehow i knew better though because i ran the business and the business in a financial way did very well and people liked me and i was put in charge of a lot of major responsibility so i always thought well if you think I, you say i'm this but why am i doing all of this you know, especially exactly. when I was but so I knew it wasn't right. I I didn't totally, I didn't really believe him. Although my self-esteem was shut down because if I saw another couple, whether they were married or not, and a man really treat another woman respectfully, I, I thought, why don't I have that? Why did, can't my husband speak to me like that? Exactly. Exactly. Then, you know, you go down, yeah, as you real as you start to empower yourself and realize you don't have to take it, and other people live like this, and you're entitled to live in a peaceful home too, and not be afraid. You know exactly, exactly, absolutely, absolutely true. And Lorraine writes, "This is such an important conversation for women to hear. That's why you know that's one of the reasons why I created my podcast to break the silence. You know, help women." set themselves free and to help them find their voice. I'm so like it, I, it sends chills up my spine, you know, just, I started the podcast last year because I had an idea and a vision and this, I started the podcast and scaled it during the pandemic. So when we were all, you know, home, <laughs> I call it homebound. <laughs> That's when I became inspired. An awakening happened. Yeah. Yep. So I'm so happy I'm doing. Oh, Will, your gut will set you free. Right. Absolutely, absolutely right. Jody, I was pushed down a flight of stairs two weeks postpartum. Oh, my goodness. God, yeah. mercy. Yeah. Boy, God was with you, Jody. I had the same thing, too. I was punched in the head like two days after my second child was born. Oh, my God. I remember starting to cry. So I had an 18 month old daughter and then I had a newborn and those days you had a baby and they sent you home very quickly. So her umbilical cord was still pretty much wet uh, and it was long and it, it wasn't like dried up and shriveled. So I just looked at her and I had my 18 month old and I was exhausted. And her, you know, I just started crying. And my ex-husband had said to me, started swearing, using the F word, saying, it hit me up the side of the head. And it, I remember it hurt so much because I must have tried to protect myself. Right. I'm going to put you in a mental institution. You just had your second baby and you're crying. Oh, my God. What's wrong with you? What's wrong like, with you? I I'm thinking... That's not how a loving man treats his wife for bringing home the second baby, right? Exactly. exactly. Two years, I'm like, that's not very loving. And I remember my head hurting and pounding. I thought, oh. 
at that moment is when it clicked. I'm a warrior now. Now I have these children. My goal is to raise them and just be the best mother I could be. Right. And, you know, live my life. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You have a lot of courage. And Will says narcissists can't love because they don't love themselves. Will hit the nail on the head. I, well, I think, yeah, Will may have some sort of personal connection to a narcissist, too. Okay. He, he is not one. He, he, you know, he's an empath. He's very much an empath. He's all about helping people. He feels emotion and energy. So, so God put us together. God, yes. Yes. And I'm going to reach that in a second. So Maggie says, sending you both love to, and all to all women here. She has to go. Okay. okay. Take care, Maggie. She can catch the replay. Okay, Lorraine, it's important for women to know that the story doesn't become who they are. It's a chapter and not the whole book. I yeah. Right. That's so true. Because you do take it on yourself. You think you're doing something wrong. Right. Throwing a chaotic, everything's chaos, right? So you're always that yeah. pillar of strength to just try to be the calm in the midst of the storm. But <laughs> it's not you. It really isn't you. And I think a lot of abused women, it takes a long time. I had read like four books by a woman to, to see if my ex-husband could change his habits. You know, when I was mm -hmm. thinking, should I stay? Should I, I knew I wanted to go, but I just wanted to see if there was any chance. And reading her four books, and I forgot her name, and I had actually written to her, and she wrote back to me. I wow. told her, your books were so powerful, you gave me the strength to leave, because it doesn't matter. They're going to say they're going to change, but they never will. So you have to find the power within to know it's not true, and that you have the right to leave. You have the right to be happy. You have the right to be treated with respect. Exactly. We, I didn't punch anybody. I've never hit anyone. You know? Me too. Well, in self-defense, I have, but. Okay, that's different. Yeah. That's different. Yeah. That's different. But, but I haven't either. And Will says gaslighting. Yes. Yeah, gaslighting. That's oh, a term. That's, yeah. Yeah, all those terms we learned about, right? I've learned all about that, yes. And Jody says, yep, our children made us warriors. And I'm a warrior too. So. Amen. Love this. Okay. So now how did you and Will meet? So what happened like after the divorce and everything? So how did you and Will, Will meet? Where I was single and just living my life. You know, I, 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 I reached out to a metaphysical community. I had a girlfriend who was a Reiki healer. I became a Reiki healer. Um, I had a lot of friends who in the spiritual realm and I did a lot of just fun, healthy practices learning how to meditate, to take, you know, not just going to the gym. Oh, too. while I was married, I always made sure I had a personal trainer and went to the gym to, to be in top in shape, to be able to fend my Good. That's right. But so, but after that, I, you know, got into the uh, yoga and, and many similar practices just to get in touch with my inner self, let go of all those layers of that I was harboring and letting go of any blocked energy, just getting it out of my life. So I had a great time as a divorced woman. I lived uh, by myself. I felt safe. I lived very simply. And it was just, it was a great time, a good three, four, four years. 
until I allowed myself to really even think about dating anybody. I really hadn't even really thought I'm going to go down that road, just have a little bit of fun here and there, but always at a distance, you know, not too. But we had met through mutual friends on Facebook. Ah, okay. So, and his profile, I remember, because you can kind of tell somebody's energy by their eyes, even through a photograph. Yes, you're right. So I blew up his eyes when he friend requested me, and I thought, oh, okay, there's a lot of light emanating mm. from his eyes. I will, you know, accept his friendship request. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love the story. Oh, my gosh. I am well, loving it. Through Facebook. Isn't that funny? Because now we have our business. You know, it's one of the platforms we have our business exactly. on. And, yeah, so I want to hear more because, you know, like during my – I'm still single. But uh -huh. when I – became free and signed that piece of paper, boy, talk about feeling liberated. I remember driving back because I had moved to Saratoga Springs two weeks before my divorce became final. So I, I had to drive back to Poughkeepsie, New York to sign the papers, you know, boy, that was a, that was a huge relief. And I enjoyed like, like, you know, what you were talking about, like I went to yoga classes. I went to dance classes, just like, meditated and wow and a lot of women there are some women out there um who still are processing their divorce or processing their separation you know um what would you say to them what advice would you give them well yeah reach out and do things that make you feel better and that lift your vibration if you like swimming in the ocean like i live here in florida go swim in the ocean if you like to hike in the mountains get in touch with nature Surround yourself with like-minded people and interests that you have. Meet people who have the same interests. I agree. That's what I did. But allow yourself time to heal. So don't rush into any kind of relationship. I certainly did. That was the last thing on my mind. I wanted to rush into a relationship with myself because I wasn't allowed to have that for all those years, you know? Mm -hmm. I wasn't really allowed to get to know myself. I was a mother. I was an employer. Mm -hmm. I was a wife, you know, a, a daughter, a sister all these roles and I want to know who Lynn was. So right. who is Lynn? Like myself, right. who was Angeline? Who was Angeline? But I never cried once during my divorce because I was getting divorced. Not once. I think I shed tears during my marriage because of the abuse, but right. going through the divorce process for me was so peaceful, even though it was long, it took a couple of, close to a couple of years. Okay. It was such a peaceful thing because it was like, I'm free. I'm safe. I'm not on the same roof. I know I'm going to be divorced legally. And now I can explore and be around people that I choose to be around. And that will, are, you know, are very in tune with our world and, and people and energy and all of that. So. Sure. Sure. So. Yeah, because it's important because I had dinner with a good friend of mine last night and I know what's she's grieving. This is two years. Over her marriage? Yeah. yeah. Well, and how long well there's life after divorce. There's a whole I agree. big, huge, magnanimous life after divorce. You know? It, it, it empowers you and it frees you. And I don't know what her situation was, if she was in an abusive relationship or. Before the second, the marriage. Yeah. This is her second marriage. So yeah. 
She's got to get in touch with herself, though, and figure out what she really likes and stop dwelling on that. Perhaps journal how she feels. Write down how you feel. Get it out daily, but then leave that there and go do what makes you happy. That's what I told her last night. Exactly what you said. That's what I said last night. You have to do what makes you happy. That's what I'm. I was in therapy for one year, and I realized through my therapist that there is life after divorce. No doubt about it. And going out by myself to, you know, to be like going out to dinner. I lived in Rhinebeck at the time, Rhinebeck, New York. So right. I went to the Beekman Arms Hotel and had dinner. And I was telling her the story last night. I said, you know what? Dining alone can be very tranquil. A friend of mine called me to check in. How are you doing? Oh, I said, I'm having dinner by myself at the Beekman Arms. And oh, she said, that's great. And all that empowered me. I did that too, totally single. <laughs> my dog. Well, I, I lived, well, I still live in a beach town, but I lived in a beach town, New Smyrna Beach, and I would go to little like piano bars, take my dog, have yes. a little, something to eat, a, a glass of wine, and yeah. totally enjoy myself and actually meet people and have conversations. And, oh, and yeah. nine, but life, yeah, but it was, it's empowering. I'm not going out looking for anything, just looking to enjoy a little bit of music and the beautiful weather. And it's okay. I know. But we get so in tune with, especially if we're married a long term, with having a partner and, and all of that. And life is beautiful, you know, but it's what you make of it. And nobody should be in a situation that they're unhappy with. No one. Period. I agree with you. Totally agree with you. And I didn't get real information when I first met him. We talked a couple of months through Messenger chat. I never gave him my cell phone. I'm like, I don't. Look. <laughs> <laughs> 1,118 days ago. Wow. Nice job, Will. <laughs> Will's a great guy. And then I met him for lunch, not dinner. I thought lunch is better situation on a Sunday, right? Oh, yeah. I, I agree. <laughs> I'm in control. Exactly. Four o'clock. Exactly. <laughs> Jody writes, yes, what a relief to get out of toxic relationships. That's true. And Lorraine says, it's such a gift of learning that can be shared with others who are experiencing tough times. That's true. Very yeah. true. Reach out to someone, mm -hmm. just one person. Share yeah. your story. Bear your heart. Bear your soul. It's nothing to be embarrassed by. You are entitled to be respected and loved and spoken to in a nice way. Like life can be like that and it should be like that. And if your life isn't like that, don't empower the abuser anymore. Just reach out to one person. All it takes is one person can help you. Even if it's your church, your local church, somebody, somebody's safe. Don't be afraid. Reach out. Exactly. There's a, yeah. Nobody wants to see any woman in that situation or man in that situation for that. I part. agree with you. There's some men are in that situation as well. Although most narcissists tend to be men, but there certainly are women who are as well. I agree. I agree. I see more women. Uh, yes. I see more men actually as narcissists than women, but it does work both ways. I think men are don't really express themselves right away. They don't say how they feel. They keep it inside. Right. So, oh no, what does Will say? <laughs> you guys are making a grown man cry. Wow. <laughs> oh my gosh. 
See Will's profile picture. Look at that. He's radiating. Right. Oh, he, he has beautiful energy. Right. And that oh, was another thing that. I, came in yeah. I realized. Yeah. Energy is so important. Like you can, you mm. can, you can feel it and see it in people. And, and if somebody makes you uncomfortable, that, that means something. Like I remember in many times just being happy when I was away from my ex-husband, whether it was that hour workout I did in the gym before my day got started. It's like, oh, I'm away mm. from him. It's great. But that's yeah. no way to be married, you know? I know. If you're, I afraid, if you're happier when you're awake, it's, it's just not the way to be married. When you're looking forward to every moment, you can get away from that person because they're going to scream and yell at you. Uh, I, know. I know. I know exactly what you mean. Oh, Delroy arrived. Oh, Delroy is tuning live from the United Kingdom. Hi, Delroy. Nice hey. to see you. Hi, Delroy. <laughs> wow. So, oh, my gosh. Your story is so powerful. It's just so powerful. So, now, my life is, I'm so grateful now. Yeah. Life can be very beautiful. Your life, you are in control of your life. No one else can take control for you but yourself. You have to make the decision. If you're in an abusive relationship, make the decision to make a change. Because if you don't change it, no one else will. That narcissist will continue to feed on you over and over and over and over again. It's never going to stop. So break the cycle. Break the cycle is right, exactly. Because it's not going to change. They're not going to change. No. Oh, no. 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 In fact, my kids will say, you know, mom, you're like this. And their dad is like on a whole, I'm like, whatever. You know, you want to be open to learning and open to growing. And, mm -hmm. and there's so many opportunities. I mean, there's, there's so much beauty in our world. And everybody is entitled to live. The way they want right Don't exactly right exactly. we have that we have choices what a beautiful thing yep we do have choices no doubt about it we have choices so and there's and light on the other side exactly absolutely absolutely now tell me about what you and will are doing right now so let's fast forward to today yeah so, so because this is really empowering so, so we are, I mean, we're, Will has been a brick and mortar owner multiple times, very successfully. And I was too in my previous life. So we just came online and decided to learn some skill sets a couple of years ago, more than that, maybe, maybe it's three years ago. Can't keep track of time, but some skill sets to learn how to build a business online and so we can coach people how how to do how to market yourself on social media Good. How to brand yourself that you do need to brand yourself right absolutely how to have conversations with people how to prospect how to sell you know people get really funky about the word selling but we all buy we're all consumers right we all have to buy a car mm. most of us unless you live in a city we go to the supermarket all the time. We, we shop on Amazon. I mean, we're all consumers. We buy. And if you have an, uh, a business that helps people. Exactly. People have a little sticky point about taking money from people. Right. So we That's help true. people bust through those barriers and those hurdles and learn how to get go, let go basically of the, all of those limiting beliefs that keep you back. 
from building a successful business online. So we coach and mentor people and we have our own business as well. And we're having a lot of fun and it keeps us busy. <laughs> That's good. Oh, I can imagine you're, you know, <laughs> busy every second, right? Right. Yeah. So but, from going, yeah. So from going from narcissistic, you know, abuse, see, you're going from pain to the promised land. Right. So I'm very proud of both of you, you know, and how long have you and Will been together? Close to three years. Yeah, I put 1,118 days, but me, I kept this. <laughs> I go by yours. <laughs> I think he has it on his phone. That's great. Yeah, close to three years. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I wasn't in any hurry, but he's a great guy. <laughs> That's great. Well, listen, see, God is great all the time and God always provides. I want to just read what Jody wrote. This is so important because there are so many women in abusive relationships that need to hear this. That's true. I agree, Jody. Oh, and this is Allie McDonald. She's limiting beliefs. Yes, correct. See, we have to let go of those self-limiting beliefs. So I want to talk about that for, for a minute here. So right. for yourself, how long did it take you to break down those walls and to let go of the self-limiting beliefs? What did you do? You know, how long did it take you to do that? Well, I think it's an ongoing process. I don't think you totally arrive. Okay. Know? You know, right? I mean, I think I've come a very long way. And, but still, no, I, it's, it, it is a journey. But what do you do to let go of those limiting beliefs? Right. You can, you can journal, right? And write down. But I like to do positive things, like have a vision board. I agree with you. I, and I have a vision board in my office here. So I look at it all the time. I actually have one with Will too. And in 2020, we reached all, all the goals that we had set out to reach, both personally and business-wise, we had reached wow. on our vision board. So we created a new one for 2021. And it gets tweaked as certain goals are met. But a vision board is a great thing because you kind of set you can set a deadline for what you want to achieve. And mm -hmm. And seek mentorship. I think we all should have coaches and mentors, no matter what stage of life we are in. As we listen to different people who are coaches and mentors, like Will and I had the privilege of talking to James Malinchuk. Oh, yes. I watched that interview. Yeah. I mean, he's a big money speaker, right? All over oh, yeah. the world. <laughs> he still has a coach and a mentor. Well, you know what? He's smart because guess what? When you invest in yourself, the world of abundance opens up. I don't care what anybody says. You know, people say save money, save money, don't spend it. It's not spending. You are investing. I've invested thousands of dollars in mentors, and I have a mentor now. I have a coach, and I have a mentor. You know, we're always learning and growing, and next month I'm looking forward to meeting you and Will in Jamaica. Yeah, I know, right? I exciting. Exciting? Yeah, very exciting. I know. It's great yeah. to have trips to look forward to. Yeah, we have trips to look forward to. Right. We, we do. do. We do. And there's life after divorce, everyone. 
Oh, exactly. Right. And don't leave your situation and jump into another one right away. No, no, no. Stay away. I believe the mm -hmm. best. I mean, every situation is different, but I think you really need to heal. No matter what marriage you're coming out of, you need to spend time to just to get to know yourself and heal. Right. It takes time to heal. It took me a long time. To heal. It's a process. It's right. A process. Right. Healing is a process. And after my divorce papers were signed and after I was situated up here in Saratoga, you know, I worked on myself. Like I said, I went to yoga classes. I went to dance classes. I would go to a coffee shop, sit down outside, have coffee. You oh, know, me too. Right. Yeah. Having coffee is such a nice thing to do. I would do that with my dog as well. Just sit yeah. out and get coffee and then you meet people and it's you're having a great exchange. I know. And just building that self-confidence back, right? Exactly. Exactly. Oh, that's that's huge. That builds up your self-confidence, all right. My self-confidence was way up and before the divorce I was in the dumps. Right. I mean, I was crying before I filed the divorce papers, but, but, but when I had, I don't know if this, you know, like when I had that epiphany and woke up in, you know, woke up in May of 2010, I said, I'm driving down to the lawyer's office. I'm handing her a check for $5,000 and filing for divorce. Right. Right. You know, I remember me and then I drove up here for the weekend. <laughs> yeah. Good for you. And you did it. What year yeah. was that? I'm, that what was year? in May of 2010, 11 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It goes by fast, too. I remember when I was married, I wore a lot of black and brown. Me, too. Yeah. Isn't that? And then when I left, it's like, oh, I, I didn't wear black for years. It was like I gravitated toward, more, you know, happier, cheerful colors. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm wearing like this gold brown color, but before I would wear black. All the time. Part of I know. Yeah. And I love black, but not to wear day in and day out. It's like, oh, I no, no, no. Oh, no. No. In the Greek culture, that's what they would do. Like, if they're grieving, like, if someone dies, they wear black for 40 days. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of an old school European tradition too, right? Because I think it is. Yes, it is. Yeah. Not for me, sorry. No. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. So, in closing, okay, any closing words? And then, because we're coming up at the top of the hour, so any closing words? Any inspiration that you want to share? Just listen to your gut, ladies. What is your gut telling you? Really get in touch with who you are and your gut. If you have a feeling that you're in a situation that's not a healthy one, empower yourself. Please just reach out to somebody and talk, even if it's a counselor, somebody, somebody that will listen to you. Get it off your chest. Start talking about it and formulate a plan. I absolutely agree with you. Right have a plan in place right. so last where can people reach you where can people reach you oh at, at our website lindawill.com okay oh, here we go. Yeah, that's, our, that's the best place to go 
All right, good. All right, so folks, for those of you who are tuning in, if you would like to reach out to Lynn and Will, please go to www.lynnandwill.com. Okay. Thank you so yeah. much, Lynn. Thank oh, you for sharing your story too. Oh, thank you, thank you. And I, you know, I cannot wait until you and I meet in all of us meet in Jamaica next month. And um, I'm really, really super excited to be on your platform soon. So sharing my story, you know, it's important to share our story. Our oh, story, really? I've learned that from my right. first mentor. Sharing your story is going to make an impact. And he told me, I remember, the more vulnerable you are, the more people are who more people will relate to your story. I'm like, oh, really? Okay, I can do that. You know, so um, because you think it's only happening to you, and everybody doesn't, nobody else really knows how it is. And you exactly. you're responsible for being in that situation. But no, it's not like that at all. If if we help one woman out of this whole broadcast, that would be wonderful. Oh, I we're helping right. women already. We're empowering women. That's what it's all about. It is. Live your best life. Not Live one in fear. Life. Live your best life, not one in fear. If you're in fear, that's not good. I agree out. with you. I agree with you. Totally agree with you. Allie, I just want to share some remarks here. And look what you accomplished, Angeline. Thank you, Allie. Appreciate that. And healing is a process. Yeah, we have a whole bunch of yeah, a lot of people tuning in today. Tears are healing, exactly. She's right. Today, yes, Allie, fashion bright clothes, except for one of my favorite jackets. Yes. Yes. And um, okay, so I think that's a yes, educate, exactly. All right, everyone. So um we're gonna close this broadcast right now. So for those of you who are um listening to the live or or for those of you who are going to be catching the replay please go to my website www.letsbreakthesilence.com this episode will be uploaded within the next few days and um please visit my podcast on anchor fm let's break the silence with angeline and i am also on spotify google podcasts apple and uh, radio public so see please subscribe and share the love okay thanks for the hearts thanks for the love thank you lynn for joining us today thank, thank you, you for being here on my platform and just stay we're going to end the broadcast right now lynn thank you so much god bless you god bless you. you and we will see you on the next episode on the next live have okay. a great day bye bye Angela.